three top tips of yours that anyone can just listen to this right now and take and start having way better sex than life? I guess firstly, like develop more awareness around what, um, what great sex actually means to you. Welcome to the Dreaming Out Loud family where young entrepreneurs come to get inspired, learn the tips, tricks, and attitude of what it takes to live their dream life. I'm your host, Morgan Nelson. Each week, I'm going to bring you the most epic guests to share their stories and wisdom to help you expand your mind of what's truly possible in your world. Okay, so today's guest is a sex therapist and a tantra practitioner. She's a mentor, author, speaker, lover, and is a certified sexologist and tantra teacher. After many years of having unsatisfied sex, she accidentally stumbled across tantra and started studying the ancient tools of and techniques of tantric lovers. Now she's a developed now she has developed a passion for helping people be the best lovers they possibly can be, overcome any sexual difficulties and create the most amazing sex lives. So please help me welcome the lady who went from being an accountant and has lived all over the world to now having coached over a thousand different men and women to create the most mind-blowing experiences in and out of the bedroom and the author of the book, Legendary Lover, Six Essential Steps to Having Great Sex, Miss Helena Nista. That was awesome. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. uh, Thank you so much for jumping on. I'm so excited to have you on. Um, You know, mainly because I think this definitely isn't a subject that we've fully dived into yet on the show. We've we've briefly talked about it because obviously in the whole realm of self-development and living your best life, like, you know, sex plays a huge part in it. And, and I, I often joke with my mentor, it's like the two topics that most people are most scared and kind of awkward to talk about in their life is money and sex. And I joke that that's why most people are broke and have a really shit sex life, right? <laughs> but they have, such, they have such a correlation of each other as well. So, but Helena, before we kind of jump into it, would you mind, take us back, can you share your story? How, how did you kind of go from being, an accountant in that kind of normal world of life to discovering this and creating your own business, writing a book and, and everything about it. Okay. Um, well, I didn't plan on being a sex therapist, you know, in my life, I just thought you get a job and you just work, you know, it's, it's a chore. I'm probably not going to enjoy it, but I need to pay the bills. So that, that's kind of what accounting provided me with. I could just go to an office, do my eight hours a day and then get my paycheck and pay the bills. So I really wasn't that entrepreneurial until I actually found, I actually met one of my exes who was very entrepreneurial. So he actually taught me how to run a business. So that was really powerful for me because we spent three years running a business, importing goods from Europe, from China, to Australia and we're selling them here. So that was, you know, an amazing business school for me, three years of, of doing that. Uh, which on top of my commerce degree and accounting degree and an accounting technician degree and all of that was actually really helpful, you know, from that business perspective. But, you know, there's also that other part, how I actually got into Tantra and sexology, because like I said, that really wasn't my childhood dream. I didn't even know that there were people out there who who were specializing in sexuality and teaching others how to have great sex or helping them overcome sexual problems. But it all started because I had really serious sexual problems myself when I first entered the world of um, sex. 
you know, having intercourse with different partners, it turned out that it was a huge struggle for me. That meant to be pleasurable, but I wasn't experiencing the pleasure. I couldn't orgasm, you know. I, I really struggled with sex. It was mainly uncomfortable for me, even painful. And there was that frustration that, you know, that's supposed to make me orgasm, but I just, you know, I just, I just couldn't get there. Um, so the struggle kind of went on for many, many years. I tried to like look for information, tried different Cosmo tips and tricks, and none of that was working until I had my actually had my accident where I ended up in an emergency room because of pain caused by sex. And that's when I actually said to myself, you know, this is it. I can't just keep having sex the same way. I, you know, because I got to the point where I was just kind of okay with it. It's like, it was for me, it was this kind of decision that sex is what it is. It's uncomfortable. It's painful. It's frustrating, but maybe that's just all it will ever be for me. And you know, and that's fine. So there was that level of acceptance. But when I ended up in excruciating pain and in a hospital because of sex, I decided, okay, <laughs> things need to change and I really need to educate myself, you know, because if I am the one who is in each relationship struggling with um, deriving any pleasure or satisfaction from sex, then maybe I am the problem. You know, maybe I can fix it. Maybe I can learn how to have great sex. And that's what happened. You know, I discovered Tantra, I started my own path of sexual education, sexual healing. Uh, I became then a certified Tantra practitioner because, you know, in the beginning, it wasn't really, like, my idea wasn't to turn it into a business. I just wanted to help myself. I just wanted to heal my own sexual wounding and abuse that I experienced in the past. And I just wanted to learn what is this ecstatic, amazing sex about. And I did. But in the process, I, re I realized that there's a lot of other people who face similar struggles to different degrees and that I really wanted to teach others how to turn sex into something not only pleasurable, but actually deeply intimate, ecstatic and blissful. I love it. Well, I'm excited to dive into this with you because it's, you know, it's like I was saying before, money and sex and the two things, right? So often in, in life, it's like you look at anything in life, like right now I'm learning bachata. So if I want to become a master at bachata, I go and take lessons and I learn from someone who knows what they're doing. You want to become great at playing guitar, you go and do that. But when it comes to like, any, like money and sex, it's funny that they're the two, I think two of the most important things in life. But people don't often want to do the research and learn about it and learn from the professionals and and get a coach, uh, you know, so it's so interesting that, that this is it, right? When it comes to this whole kind of subject, what, it, what have you seen that are the main things that men and women kind of get wrong? The first thing is, you know, and that kind of touches on actually both sex and money, you know, like the way you like brought them together. You know, the first thing that we really struggle with is the taboo. And the stigma, you know, it's like, you don't talk about it. It's not, you know, sex, you know, or money to a different, different extent is not really considered something that you can freely talk about or discuss, you know, exactly. And education, you know, in these topics is tricky. Uh, also, you know, with sex, people kind of feel like that should be a natural skill. 
and you know to extent to an extent it is like we are not born with sexual problems but we acquire them so early in life and throughout our lives that then when we try to make the most out of sex we're already in a place of inhibitions and maybe trauma sexual trauma or sexual wounding or lack of you know uh, proper education around it and a lot of um, I guess mm, ideas that don't serve us so that's the first thing there is such a taboo and stigma around sex that it's just not considered a normal part of life that can be discussed over the dinner table you know and that's kind of what I, what I want to create I want to turn sex into dinner time conversation because it's one of the very healthy beautiful parts of life you know it's it's, yeah. it's natural we are we are sexual beings and that's that's beautiful so that's you know that's the first thing and then what kind of is linked to that is that there is so much like so many different inhibitions that we acquire just purely by being a member of society uh, they can either come from religion you know like in religious households people take on these ideas that there's something inappropriate wrong or sinful about about sex um but society in general you know doesn't encourage a healthy joyous sexual expression you know there are all these kind of perceptions around a person who really freely enjoys their sexuality they're either you know a slut or a pervert you know and like we give them like such negative terms because we're threatened to an extent by someone who just loves being in their bodies and you know and like just enjoys their genitals their nudity their sexual pleasure and their eroticism etc so when we're not okay with that within ourselves because we never learn to be then these things will trigger us in others as well and also there's so much sexual wounding and trauma you know one in one in three women has been at some point of her life abused sexually one in six men have been abused sexually as well so we carry a lot of wounding and trauma around our sexuality and we don't really even realize how that's affecting our sexual experience but the truth is so many clients come to see me saying things like I just, I just don't know what to do. I, I've tried everything and I just can't, you know, either orgasm fully or I can't, you know, last longer for a man or I can't, you know, my body doesn't seem to be able to overcome certain blockages or certain limitations when it comes to my sexuality. And I just know there is more like, you know, most of us have this understanding that there's more when it comes to sex but we don't know where to find it how to look for it and how to actually you know practice it in our lives so we really need to address these things because the body will hold trauma or mm. the body will hold wounding the body will hold these toxic beliefs behaviors patterns etc and it will stop us from really embracing sex as something utterly beautiful so you're saying that a major part of it that can be making people have pretty crappy sex is just like a mentally a mental thing like holding Absolutely. trauma the past and things like that yeah how, how do you discover if you do have some of these things and if you do have them how do you kind of overcome them is there a process is there what's it all about trauma when it comes to trauma or sexual trauma this is not something that typically people can just deal with at home because you know, or I can't really even describe a process because everybody is different like that. You know, like when I work with people who have 
have had sexual trauma in their lives, that's a very sort of deep and intense process. So, you know, like there's a lot I can teach people to practice and do at home, but healing sexual trauma is not really one of them because it is such a complex, deep, um, and, and um, I guess, powerful impact on our on our sexuality it's it's you know so if you're carrying sexual trauma i definitely want to encourage everybody to go see a sex therapist or any kind of practitioner that you feel drawn to that you trust and you feel that can help you um but there's a lot we can do to start sort of turning around the you know the inhibitions or the toxic thought patterns beliefs etc you know and one of them is start to question things like for example you know um so the way I see sex and the way I experience it, is it actually serving me? And can I change something? You know, so, so a lot of people are threatened by the idea, idea of kinky sex. We kind of adopt this idea that the proper way to have sex is the vanilla missionary style. You know, it's like the three most known positions, missionary, um, hair on top or, uh, or from behind and you know don't really venture outside of that or any kind of kind of any sort of um, kinky ex sexual expression can be can be triggering or you know can send us into a place of fear etc particularly if it's our own desire you know if we desire something you know if you really want to be spanked or you want to role play in the bedroom or you want to play with some kind of fantasy or fetish or something like that this can send people into a deep place and into a deep place of shame because it's outside of the norm you know like you wouldn't believe how often people ask me am i normal this is what i desire this is my preference this is you know the kind of thoughts i have and this is what i enjoy in bed am i normal and what i want to say to everybody is everybody is normal Human sexuality is so fascinating and complex and deep and human, you know, the way we express ourselves sexually, there's no end to it, you know. And by so, I, you know, I want to say to everybody that, yes, we're all normal. And at the same time, nobody is normal because there's no norm when it mm. comes to our sexuality. So that's like the first thing to, to do is start to question those beliefs, you know. If I want this or desire this in, in the bedroom, and I feel shame or embarrassment or guilt around that. What's really behind that? Because in most cases, it's some kind of social conditioning that tells you this is inappropriate. You shouldn't be doing that. That, you know, sex should look in this particular way. And that's all bullshit. Yeah. That's sexual repression. Yeah. I, um, do, is, there, is there different kinds of, so like, is, do you believe that, everyone has like that side where they have that kinky side or is there different kind of personalities that like is there different sex styles different personalities when it comes to things in the bedrooms or is everyone tied with the same brush so most of people are kinky most, most people, people are most people are kinky you know and most people um will will enjoy some kind of sexual expression outside of that standard vanilla thing you know so kink yeah. is anything that is outside of the you know what we consider that norm you know by the you know in society so that can be you know that can be spanking or you know hair pulling or you know any you know being scratched or role playing or dancing for each other you know like erotically and things like that you know it can be like really gentle you know a lot of people don't even maybe realize that what they do is kinky because it's such a gentle 
subtle form of kink. But yeah, majority of us are kinky and that's perfectly fine. And there are also five sort of sexual profiles or archetypes. Archetypes, yeah. Yeah, or blueprints. They're actually called blueprints. <laughs> and kinky is one of them, you know. So there's like, a, I can just run through them very, yeah, very quickly. Good. Where first one is energetic, where what really arouses us is not so much that you know the touch as well but even before the touch it's the anticipation you know of like bodies coming so close together like you can feel their breath on your skin and you just know things are about to happen and there's this build up and you know textual tension and anticipation of this pleasure and that can be so incredibly arousing or eye gazing you know looking into their eyes you know can be so incredibly arousing so that's the energetic style the next one is sensual so that's a person who really responds to all of their all of their senses being stimulated so touch you know, the, the sense of smell, you know, having intensive uh, essential oils in the room, you know, that the taste, you know, tasting each other, you know, licking each other's skin, you know, the kisses, or even using some kind of light snacks or foods or drinks, you know, as part of the sexual experience. The hearing, you know, music or whispering naughty things to one another. Um, so the sensual person really responds to all of their senses being stimulated and that's really arousing for them then we have the third one the sexual sexual is more to the point as in genitals genital play that's what they need that's what they, they, they what they desire that's what turns them on you know they don't really care that much about foreplay they just want you know the sex the penetration the oral sex it's like it's all about the genitals um and then there's the kinky meaning a person that needs you know needs some kind of kinky expression for their their arousal to really reach the you know its full potential, so they will need to either uh, you know role play or play some kind of dress up or play out any kind of scenario that they, they find it, you know arousing and exciting. And then the fifth one is what's called a shapeshifter, so someone who kind of moves between all of the four and you know plays with all of these four energies and they enjoy being in all of them. So we're all are so different, you know, like I can, all I can do when I educate people about sexuality is I can sort of give that kind of blank state or, or general statement, blanket statement. And, but until I actually speak to a particular person, I, you know, I won't, you know, I won't be able to really unpack their particular sexuality fully because we are such incredibly complex beings when it comes to our eroticism and that's beautiful yeah i love i love that because you know there's different archetypes and everything archetypes in money how you lead personality types and and the sex one's so important as well because like the more it's everything's just about awareness right so i guess you'd want to become aware of what's what's your major kind of archetype and what's your partners or what are they like and then if i'm understanding because like the whole idea of like leadership is being able to sort of blend and, and have your range and be comfortable, you know, cause I know, uh, cause I've done this test, right? So I know that when it comes to the full energetic side of things, and that's mm-hmm. not my, that's why I'm, ex- I'm excited to talk about tension with you. Cause uh, I'm excited. Well, I'm not excited. I'm uncomfortable to explore that, which is why I'm excited to explore it. You know what I mean? So that whole like real central side for me, I'm like, Oh, it's so uncomfortable for me. Um, but I know to become like, you know, an ultimate lover, ultimate and everything can you kind of have your range and sort of flow between them all so i'm excited to kind of go into that in a second but i want to ask you 
when it comes to people in business that have like that achiever mindset, how, how do you notice that they, what's the pattern do you notice that they shop in the bedroom? Is it kind of like, a, it's like a race to get it done? Is it, if you get off, I get off, tick, and it's accomplished. What's it kind of like? The thing is that it really doesn't determine like the, that business persona or what they do in their daily life doesn't really determine how they're going to be in the bedroom because I still encounter, you know, a lot of my clients are in the corporate world and they're all really, really different. And I, you know, and so I, I encounter these very kind of almost aggressive, macho men who just kind of want to, you know, have sex with a lot of women. They kind of, they're very sexual and they kind of want to take sexually in that kind of a way, you know, to all the way, you know, to the other end of the scale, to like really gentle, sensual men who just want to give. They just want to pleasure their, their partner. You know, they can be CEOs and very busy and very accomplished in their, their businesses. But when it comes to the bedroom, that's a different kind of part of them that comes out. And, you know, they can be incredibly romantic, you know, or sensual in the way they want to express themselves with their partners. So there is no, like, I haven't noticed any sort of correlation between how you're doing business and how you are in the bedroom. That's interesting. So I love it. So everyone's just so so unique and uh yeah i'm loving it so before we start this podcast we were talking about sex ed sex education 101 what they don't teach you in school which is like you know for those who do listen to the show that's usually a topic on nearly every episode we're always talking about what they didn't teach in school what we wish they taught us about money about business about life about relationships what should they be teaching sex ed 101 in school What, what, what do they miss where should people really be kind of starting an amazing place to start is to start with your own connection to your own body. And this is where, where so many people go wrong. And that's where also the forms of rape or abuse happen. Because when you don't know what your body is actually saying, it's so easy to be pushed into an uncomfortable place sexually. So what I mean by that is, first of all, before you, you, know, you, know, you give your whole naked self to somebody else, you really need to understand your own sexuality, meaning what actually causes you arousal? What makes you want to have sex in the first place? Are you just stuck in your head because you feel like I need to have sex with this person now because I want to have a relationship with them or because that's what's expected of me or because my peers are going to, you know, like think poorly of me if I'm, you know, considered a prude or, you know, or something like that. Is, where is this desire to have sex, sex coming from? Because it's just, if it's just coming from your head, then you're just going to have a frustrating experience and you're going to end up um, traumatizing your body and creating sexual struggles for yourself later on in life. So the first thing to do is to really connect with your own self, self sexually. And what I mean by that is a really conscious masturbation practice. And that is such a powerful thing to do on a regular basis for both men and women. Touch, you know, our own bodies in a very mindful, conscious way, exploring our erogenous zones, getting to know our, you know, our, our erogenous zones, like understanding what actually gives me pleasure, how I want to be touched, you know, when, what does it feel like when my body actually says yes to sex as opposed to when it says no, even if my head is yeah. trying to push, you know, a certain agenda. So that's, would you, that's the, would you do this with like, would you suggest people watching porn with this? Cause I know that this is kind of like a, do you do it? Do you not do it? Cause it's so, 
what's your view on that okay well i never encourage watching porn yeah this is um i don't you know i'm not, i don't consider porn bad porn is just is it's just a tool of entertainment i don't encourage it so if you don't watch it i would say don't start like that's not that you know like i don't teach people to actually start watching porn simply because it pulls you out of your out of your body so when you when your attention is on a computer screen your energy is kind of leaving your body it's you know you're not really present with your sexual experience and you can still have fun you know you can still have a pleasurable fun experience but it's going to you know if that's what you're creating constant consistently in your sexual experiences then you're going to keep disconnecting from your body more and more and more and then you know that's the people that come see me for sessions you know they're stuck in their head they have no idea how to achieve orgasm they derive no pleasure from sex they're so disconnected from their bodies that's from from so from that perspective i'd say don't watch porn unless it's like once you know every few months or something you just for purely for entertainment just to give yourself that boost of pleasure that's not gonna be you know that's not gonna be a problem but for people who already watch porn um i have different tools and different kind of processes that, that i take my clients through in order to help them either overcome the sexual addiction or learn to watch porn in a much more embodied way you know so when i when i say masturbate like here in this in this instance i'm not saying put on porn and you know and give yourself a quick uh quick wank <laughs> that's why i use the word conscious masturbation that means your attention is fully in your body that means touching your entire body giving yourself a loving full body self massage just to really find all those delicious spots and learn what gives you pleasure and then when your uh, masturbation becomes much more sexual in terms of stroking your own genitals that is such an amazing opportunity for us to learn you know first of all learn what 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 kind of strokes really arouse you like do you need lubrication do you you know like do you need gentle touch firmer touch how it changes as you get more aroused you know where do you want to be touched etc because then you can teach your partner all of that and they can have amazing sexual experiences with you so you know that education around your own body is the first aspect of that and the second which is also very very important when we masturbate consciously especially from a young age and then throughout our lives we're actually activating um and fully cultivating our nervous system when it comes to that erotic potential we have an incredible potential when it comes to our eroticism so you know i'm talking full body orgasms that last for hours you know trance-like states of bliss from having your skin gently caressed and stroked you know being in you know in in states where orgasm is pretty much rippling and you know and um, expanding through your whole system in a way that is just blowing your mind and you know and you're like it's like your your mind disappears it's just pleasure expanding through your whole body anybody can do that not many people do because we don't really cultivate that that fullness of our erotic potential you know like the nervous system really needs to be trained to get there but if all you do is watch porn have that external mind-based stimulation that you know that gives you the, the the sort of quick superficial arousal and then you release that in a quick sort of external sort of orgasm 
as opposed to the internal full body orgasm, then you're going to really wire your nervous system for that kind of sexual experiences. And this is where this whole area of neuroplasticity comes in. You know, the experiences that we subject our bodies to form and shape our nervous system. So which way are you going? You know, are you cultivating this amazing, expanded, blissful, orgasmic and erotic potential? Or are you just training your body for quick release-based sort of um, experiences? Wow, this is so interesting. So because, especially for young people, that's, it's, that's this the... And so often, because like I'm 27 now, so the last couple of years of my life, this has been, I'm like, because there's been a lot of talk. It's like, you know, it's like porn's bad. And then, so the first time I heard that, I was like, oh, I, I've never heard. It. I mean, I explore everything. I'm like, why is it bad? So it's so interesting to hear. <laughs> um, it's so interesting to hear that. So you're fully just taken away from the present. So how, how can someone be more connected and more embodied? So you mentioned the first part about like conscious masturbation, right? Mm. And what was that second part? So like, how, how can somebody be more like start practicing more of this out of their head then? Is it just a matter of not okay. watching porn anymore? Is there more things they can do on their own or how do you? Well, there's a few things. So conscious masturbation is definitely, mindful masturbation is definitely a great practice. But, you know, even things like meditation or any kind of mindful practice, you know, training your mind, training yourself to be right here, right now with your breath, with your body, just in this moment, as opposed to, scattered and all over the place in that kind of distracted monkey mind um, so that's one amazing tool to actually meditate on a on a, a regular basis to train you know, mindfulness is like a muscle the more we use it the easier it becomes to use and the stronger your mindfulness muscle becomes as opposed to people who like just enter or, or try to you know enter the world of meditation try to meditate or be mindful even just during sex and they just struggle big time because the mind never stops you know so many clients tell me my mind never stops and it's just you know it's so hard to just not think about all sorts of different things when you let your mind do that it will naturally go into this place of crazy distractions because it's it's this is its job to keep kind of looking out for you worrying about you know what could go wrong you know so this is the job of the mind but it's gonna be very unsatisfying when you bring that kind of monkey mind into sex so pleasuring masturbation or your erotic life in general that's why training your mindfulness muscle through meditation or any kind of mindfulness practices, including mindful masturbation where you're touching yourself and you're making that conscious effort to bring 100% of your attention into your body, to the place you're stroking, to your breath, to your genitals. Yeah. This is so interesting. Yeah. I love it. I, th I, I think a lot of people listening to this right now are just actually thinking, yeah, I'm always in my head. I'm always thinking about, you know, and um, oh, I love it. So... Let's talk about tantric sex. Mm -hmm. I, um, for the listeners and for me, how is it? What is it in a nutshell? What exactly is it? Because I've heard the word thrown around so, so often. Um, and I think I kind of know a little bit what it is. And like mm -hmm. I said before, I'm like, um, I just kind of avoid it. <laughs> um, so what, 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 what is it? What is it? Okay. So first of all, tantra. What is tantra? Tantra is a philosophy. Uh, it comes from ancient India. It's thousands of years old. And it's not, you know, despite what people see, seem to think, it's not really about sex. 
So Tantra is just a philosophy where you bring your full attention and awareness and mindfulness into every single moment. So it's like every moment of your life is special, beautiful, and even sacred. That's, you know, how the tantric saw, saw the world. So whether you're walking somewhere or reading a book or talking to someone or having a meal or having sex, it's all about recognizing that this moment is special and beautiful and I need to bring in, you know, give it my full attention. So it's about almost like ritualizing your life because every moment is special and amazing as opposed to kind of being on autopilot and just kind of flowing, being, yeah. being pushed around by the river of life, wherever it takes you, it takes you and you're just so switched off and disconnected and mindless really in that process that you just miss out on the richness of every experience. Now, when it comes to tantric sex specifically, this is a, the whole concept behind it is so incredibly healing to the Western society. And I'm going to tell you in a moment what it exactly is, but you know, it's so healing. I consider it so healing because we've been told for hundreds of years, that sex is wrong you know we've been through the dark ages we've been through the victorian era we've been through so much sexual repression where we've been told so many times so consistently if you want to be a good person good human being you go that way if you want to have sex it's the other way mm. so any kind of religion or philosophy or kind of political kind of system tells you to be a proper citizen to be a proper person you don't have sex like they're they're opposite things sex is dirty shameful there's something wrong with it so you need to be pure and you go the other way enlightenment so, that way and tantra you know brings them together like in, in a tantric philosophy sex is one of those natural normal healthy expressions of being a human being where you can bring that sort of full mindfulness specialness into it so tantra embraces sex as a beautiful and natural part of life. Do you think it's something um, like, so say with the archetype, so if someone's like way more up on the kinky scale, do you think the reason they could be more uncomfortable with this kind of stuff because it's more on the sensual kind of scale? Or do you believe that like most people, you said nearly everyone has that kinky side. Do you believe that most people can also experience this and have this in them as well? Mm, oh yeah well you know tantric sex is about bringing different sort of tantric practices and rituals and tools into what you're already doing into in, you know in the bedroom so you can be you can be kinky you can be, be vanilla you can you know play with different you know all sorts of different uh, sexual expressions and you can still be doing the same things but when you bring tantra when you do them tantrically it means that you are completely present that you are in the moment you're ritualizing every experience you're also connecting with your you know with yourself first and with your partner very very fully the tantric rituals are basically about really turning sex into an experience that isn't just purely physical but actually that unites your energies your hearts your souls you know your your whole beings first and then when you add the the, the, the physical component to it as well it just like brings so many different layers together mm. so it's such a multi kind of dimensional experience when you practice tantric sex it's very interesting um so how how can you start like what's some practices that people can start to have this stuff is this something you can do on your own or do you have to do it with a partner 
as well. You you can do it on your own. Absolutely. Right. You can have a you can have tantric sex with yourself. Morgan, I'm really sorry my battery is about to die. I should have brought you know, I know that you're recording so you can cut it out. That's okay. We but can cut how about out. yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna grab my charger quickly. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I'll be right back. good <laughs> oh my god sorry about that <laughs> <laughs> all good um what did i ask what did i ask how do people start how do people start doing it so if you just want to just talk we should be able to just cut that in mm. <laughs> thank you <laughs> so the simplest way is first of all to bring some mindfulness to your practice so that can mean even having a little bit of a meditation before you start touching yourself because it helps like in meditation, you know, even for like a few minutes will help you like to center yourself in your body and to really connect with your body as opposed to being stuck in your mind. So that's the, that's the first thing. Second of all, when you're touching yourself, really slow down, slow everything down because this will allow you to feel much more in your body. We become so mechanical in our sexual practice especially in our masturbation practice we kind of you know tend to have the same moves and techniques and practices for years and years and years a lot of people i speak to still might masturbate the same way they did 10 years ago 15 years ago etc and um, this can like it's good to know your yummy spots but when you kind of just go into a routine like that, it kind of turns everything into a very mechanical process. And it, you know, eventually takes away from your full sexual expression. So being really slow, using breath. And this is where actually expanding that orgasmic energy through the whole body is going to start coming into it. How you use your breath is actually going to make a huge difference in terms of how you experience your orgasms, whether they are kind of, um, there's that sense of urge to just release externally, which is what most people do, or whether you can actually draw that delicious electric orgasmic energy up through your system and feel it rippling and vibrating through your, through your entire body. So there are many different very beautiful tantric breathing practices and techniques. But the, the easiest one to use is to simply deepen the breath. So breathe all the way down to your belly and breathe in a way that is smooth, kind of relaxed and continuous, not holding the breath, not constricting it, constricting it in any, any way. So not holding it between the inhales and, and exhales, but just making sure that the breath is flowing that kind of relaxed continuous deep way 
Also keeping our bodies relaxed is so important. We tend to sort of <clears throat> tense up the body, particularly when we come close to that edge, you know, when we just feel all this arousal, all this like pleasure in our genital, genital area, we start to tense up, you know, our upper legs, buttocks, you know, the lower belly, etc. All of that, we, all that will do is that, that will constrict your sexual energy into that one local spot, which is your genital area. So if you want to have those kind of more expanded tantric, full body, flowing, ecstatic experiences, you have to relax your body and open those channels of energy so that your sexual energy and your orgasms can actually flow upward through your entire body. So these are kind of like the most basic tools that you can bring, you know, particularly into your kind of solo practice when you're on your own, being very, very present breathing deeply and relaxing your entire body and slowing down so that you can have that really delicious blissful expanded rich experience and you know take your time the more time we take to build up sexual energy before the release the more powerful potent and satisfying it's going to be so much sexual frustration is coming from the fact that we just, you know, take a, maybe maybe a few minutes to build up arousal and then we release it. It's like you build up this much of arousal and, you know, and then you release it. It's not going to be a mind-blowing experience. But if you take half an hour and you build up this much arousal and then you release it in an orgasm, it's going to blow your mind. It's going to be so powerful and beautiful. So learning to slow down is so, so powerful. When it comes to partnered tantric sex, there's a whole new dimension coming in because there's so many different practices to actually connect with the partner, you know, to the point where you're almost kind of merging energetically into one human being, allowing that sexual and orgasmic energy to flow between the two of you. And that's, that's just so magical when your orgasms start to flow between the two of you because then you don't even know whose orgasm it is. Mm. is it his hairs is it mine you know because the energy is just so interconnected and linked between you and that's that's so beautiful to have that with a partner uh again that's something that people commonly do <laughs> yeah this is so interesting um I, I don't know how to kind of ask this question but like i'll try and like the first thing i'm thinking in my head like what what if one person is so kind of uh, you know, ex like getting into tantric sex and experiencing all of this, and then maybe they're not in a partnership and they sleep with someone or haven't experienced someone who's completely not into it. Can it create some kind of like weirdness? Uh, <laughs> you know, like a like how, like I said, I don't know how to I don't know how to ask what I'm trying to ask. But are you? Do you get what I'm asking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. So. First of all, a lot of people can be freaked out by the word tantra. A lot of my clients come to see me and then they try to bring these techniques home to their partners, you know, and the partners go, no, 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 tantra too, <laughs> like weird, freaky, no, I can't, orgies, oh my God, you know, there's so many, <laughs> so many misconceptions people have about tantra. So that's, you know, that can create fear. So the first thing would be to actually explain to them exactly what you want to do why you're practicing what it gives you what you think will give them etc that's one way to approach it another way to approach it is to actually not even mention the word tantra at all if you know that this potentially could trigger your partner or make them feel uncomfortable and just do your thing as in make love 
in that slow, um, mindful, conscious, beautiful way. And as in, you know, this is, this is just something that you enjoy. You know, if they ask you about it, you can just say, oh, I just, I just really love it. You know, this way, it just brings me so much more satisfaction. And I, and I feel like you're going you're gonna to love it too. You know, if you were to take them through some sort of tantric ritual or practice, you can actually say to them, look, I, there's something I've prepared for us tonight. So how about you let me guide you through this process and, you know, and you just enjoy yourself and enjoy the process. So, you know, you can literally use tantra to make sex more special without necessarily triggering them you know making them feel uncomfortable you know so like i've practiced tantric sex for over six years now and it's like i almost can't have non-tantric sex <laughs> at this stage yeah. because i just like my body's just so wired and conditioned to expand sexual energy, to go slow, to be so mindful, connected, present, you know, to use my body, to use my breath, my muscle control and my placement of awareness in such particular way so that my body just responds in a very particular way and my orgasms, you know, follow. And the way that energy flows between me and my, and my, my partner, that's going to just keep flowing because I've trained myself to do that for so many years. And I don't feel like I need to, you know, people, people who know me know that I am into Tantra, but I don't even need to tell them, look, I'm going to do this Tantric technique, technique with you right now. You know, it's just, it's, it's for me so internalized at this stage that this is just how I do things. So what would be, what would be your advice to somebody who's in a relationship? Um, they got an amazing relationship. But when it comes to the bedroom, there's a massive disconnect. And maybe because so often, like I, you know, like I talk to people that they've cheated on their partners, but they still love their partner, but it's just because they're just not fully satisfied in the bedroom. They don't know how to, what would be your advice to someone who might be in that position and that, and don't know how to create that new excitement, that new thrill that, or get it jazzing again. Mm. I guess it all depends on the starting point because if there is, you know, if there's like a situation where there's either cheating or resentment or, you know, some, some really sort of big wounding that happened or whatever it is, that actually, you know, that might need to be resolved first, meaning you might need to go actually to therapy, sex therapy, relationship counseling, whatever is most appropriate to you because it's really difficult to have that full experience of giving yourself to your partner and immersing yourself in blissful pleasure with them, if at the back of your head you're thinking, that fucker did that to me, you know, <laughs> it, there's just gonna be a yeah. conflict. Yeah. So, you know, in relation, you know, in already like existing relationships, certain things might need to be resolved first. But, you know, but I'm not saying you need to fully resolve everything before you can have great sex. You know, we're human beings, things are going to happen and, we just need to learn to process those things better through communication, you know, through, you know, or your, your, or going to therapy, whatever is most appropriate. But, you know, for couples that maybe have done already some healing, some therapy, you know, etc., and they just want, they are at the point where they're maybe bored with their sex life or just disconnected sexually. And they want to learn what to do to bring that beautiful spark um, into their sex life. Um, well, there's a lot of things they can do. You know, it, it can be as simple as picking up a book on Tantra. You know, every book on Tantra will have some kind of practices and just trying those together. Uh, 
you know, typical kind of things that I will ask my clients to do, you know, particularly if sex has become something either non-existent or a bit disconnected, is to start slow, meaning, for example, just lie together naked in, you know, embracing and gently touching each other, maybe even kissing, but you know, with no expectation that this has to lead to sex or that this has to lead to amazing, mind-blowing sex because that can just, you know, put a pressure on, you know, on one or both of the partners as in, oh, you know, this hasn't worked before or, or we're having these problems, you know, and now we're just supposed to go and have sex. That can be tricky and challenging. But if you just bring sort of back that sensual connection and you just lie together naked, or even if that's too much, just like lie together, lay together in, you know, with your clothes on. But bringing back that connected, sensual touch, gently holding each other, stroking each other, kissing, looking into each other's eyes, kind of remembering what it's like to really enjoy each other's bodies in that intimate sort of setting that's a really beautiful first start um using different practices to connect to the heart you know our, our hearts are so connected to our our sexuality and when our hearts are open it's so much easier than for our sexuality to become open and you know and and thriving as well so connecting through the heart can be as simple as just sharing with each other a few things that we really love or enjoy about each other you know when your partner looks you deeply in the eye and they say i really love this particular thing about you you're such an amazing person because of your determination you know or drive or depth or skills or whatever it is you know when we can give that to each other and really appreciate and acknowledge each other like from the heart that will connect us on that emotional level, which will then make sexual connection much easier as well. Yeah. So I guess all, all really depends here, like what's the particular situation? What was the struggle or what was that thing that led to a, a sexual disconnect? Because that's how I, I would, you know, I would proceed from that yeah. point and that's how I would decide <laughs> what's the best course of action. So, so I'm kind of getting the vibe that like in all like a massive way more of an emotional connection and connected the connection makes things so much better. Surely you'd meet because women are way more emotional than guys. So surely you'd meet so many guys that are resistant to that. Yeah. How, yeah. Like how, how can a guy that's listening to this right now, literally clenching his whole body going, I'm not doing that. <laughs> how can they, what, like, what are some things like, what, what would you recommend then as someone's just so kind of resistant to that real kind of mushy, connected intimacy side of sex yeah first of all have compassion for yourself you know it's not about forcing ourselves you know to now have this intimate mushy you know tantric experience i'm gonna do it if it kills me it's not about that first of all it's you know it's about compassion about our own struggles okay maybe if i struggle with connecting through the heart or connecting emotionally that is something that maybe we can work together as a couple and you know for 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 guys it can be you know like a very simple exercise is actually to start expressing how they feel you know like one you know each day like even saying one thing to someone partner friend sibling parent whoever you know like expressing something that they feel whether it's just i mean maybe i'm, I'm tired i'm feeling tired right now 
you know, or I'm feeling uh, lonely or I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling whatever it is, you know, just even like learning to name what is actually happening on the emotional level, that is going to start opening the doors to feeling your feelings more deeply. And, you know, and it's also what I want to say is it's, you know, it's not about really fully fixing everything in your life first and in your relationship first before you can have that amazing sex. It's not that we're human. We're going to keep making mistakes. We're going to keep getting triggered and stuff is going to keep happening. It's more that what's, what's important here is being on a path, on a path where your intention your willingness, your energy goes into opening your heart, having a healthy, a connected relationship, cultivating beautiful, intimate sexual connection. You know, like when you make these things a priority and put effort and energy into them, they're going to grow, expand and become deeper, more powerful, more pleasurable, fulfilling in your life. That's what we need to do. I love it. All right, boys. That's it. <laughs> um, Helena, this has been so incredible today. To kind of wrap this up, um, what would be your three top tips just for any listener right now to kind of three top tips just to start having better sex right now? Uh, aside from, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, conscious masturbation, a lot of that kind of inner work stuff. What are just some, apart from those ones, what are some three top tips of yours that anyone can just listen to this right now and take and start having way better sex than life? I guess firstly, I develop more awareness around what, um, what great sex actually means to you because it's different for everybody. So what, you know, it, one way to do that is to like, remember maybe some like, really peak ecstatic experiences and kind of then un- unpacking them. What was so special about that thing? So that's, that's one way to understand your own and unpack your own sexuality and your own preferences. Second of all, really. So are you asking more about that kind of like practical things what I can do actually in the bedroom or like before the bedroom? Because there's just anything <laughs> your top three, anything. I guess, I guess oh, it, they, they could, okay. yeah, it could be a bit of both. Okay, so yeah, so let's start with that, like a deeper understanding of our own erotic expression. <sighs> Secondly, really, really feel, like really accept what you're feeling because so many people hold so much shame, trauma, guilt, you know, stuff in their bodies and they try to kind of like, you know, I don't want to feel that, so I'm just going to like reject that and there's a judgment and, you know, and that that's just going to keep numbing you down when it comes to your sexuality as well, unfortunately. So when you're in bed with yourself or with someone, see how much you can actually fully embrace everything that comes up for you. You know, even if it, if it's ugly or awkward or weird, or if you don't understand it, because in many cases it's just about processing something and allowing an emotion or a desire to be acknowledged so that, you know, that, that need can be addressed. So really being compassionate, accepting and loving with ourselves when it comes to whatever comes up around our sexuality. And let's just do something very practical as well. (laughs) Play with arousal. 
learn to really play with arousal. And what I mean by that, being comfortable with just being in arousal, because so many people feel like oh, there's arousal, it's going to be build up, build up, build up, build up, release. You know, and we don't develop this ability to really fully be in our arousal, breathing through it, relaxing into it, feeling the arousal and that energy, you know, that at first might sit uncomfortably in the genital area, kind of asking to be released. But when we develop this ability to just breathe it in, feel it fully, relax the body, you know, even channel it through the entire, entire system. And that's what I teach a lot of my clients how to do in my sessions. That becomes such an, becomes such an incredibly delicious experience. And for men, that means that you can last much longer as a lover. And uh, for women, it means that you can build up so much more arousal so that your orgasms are much more, you know, come much more easily and are much more satisfying. Uh, actually, the orgasm part, that works for both. <laughs> That's when you like build up a lot of arousal and that, that finally, when it's finally released in an orgasm, it just makes for such deeply satisfying experience. Awesome. I freaking love it. Helena, this has been so much fun. Where can everybody find you on Instagram, get your book and check you all out? I guess the first, the best place to find me is on my website, uh, which is helenanista.com. And I'm also fairly uh, active on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And so my social media handles are helenanista everywhere. So amazing to find. Yeah. And my book can be accessed, you know, both either from my website or from Amazon and a few other online stores. Incredible. I'm going to have to grab that. I'm really interested to read that. (laughs) (laughs) Really, really cool. Awesome. Helene, to wrap this up, I'm going to ask you one last question. Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Okay. If you were to go back to your 18-year-old self and give her 30 seconds of advice, what would it be? Oh, my God. That's a tough one (laughs) because there's so much I want to tell her. Let's see. Let's see, like a 30 seconds of, a, of advice. Oh, okay. Learn to trust yourself when it comes to what your body is feeling. Don't give the other people authority over your own body. Trust that what you're feeling is right. Thank you so much for listening. Guys, if you know anyone else who is as passionate for life as they are successful, then please send them my way. I'd absolutely love to have them on the show. As Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what they want in life, you'll have everything you want. So that's why each month I'm choosing one lucky person who has left a review to have a free private 30-minute coaching call with me. So guys, if you got some value or inspiration from this, it goes such a long way. If you can just take 10 seconds and leave a five-star review and you'll go in the draw, to win the call. And if you could share this with a friend, I would be forever grateful. Until next time, guys, I've got your back. Go out and dream out loud.